people of the world. This is the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Tune in each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, as we give voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. You can also get more of us by watching The Brothers Talk Show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Hello and welcome to the Brothers Talk family and we're back in our quest to keep the focus on black economic empowerment and critical thinking. We always appreciate your time and your comments and for you keeping growing the Brothers Talk family by spreading the word. If you're new to the podcast, as always, we're glad to have you with us and check out our national campaign relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide where the emphasis on taking control of our community is one household at a time with each and every one of us doing our part to support and launch black businesses. And if you're on Facebook, check out our groups with over 4,000 members, including hashtag Black Dollars Matter and relaunching Black Wall Street with hundreds of stories of black entrepreneurs and black success stories. And we can't remind you enough that the pandemic is still not over. So if you haven't gotten your vaccination, please be sure to get it. And remember to encourage others to do the same. We are seeing some spikes and that's not a good thing. And by the way, if you are a parent, guardian, educator, we also have our newest Facebook group, Black Parent University, focusing on bringing Black parents and educators together to help advocate for our kids and their parents in dealing with the educational system. That's Black Parent University on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the hour-long Brothers Talk Show airing Saturday and Sunday on the TV streaming service M24 News. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey, family, thank you for your support. And I just want to say that, like Rod said, you know, the pandemic is still out there. There's a new dangerous stream uh, uh, screen out there. But if we're going to pretend that we're fully open and functioning 100% like we were before the pandemic, then go out there and support black businesses. Let's pretend that everything is back to normal. Find your black business to support. And you got to remember to support each other. We're the only ones that we have. We're the only ones that we can depend on. So go out there and support each other. Thanks, Scott. You know, every week we, we've been talking a lot about black health and the, and the health of our communities. And I just wanted to bring up uh, obesity. I wanted to discuss for a minute with everyone today. And, you know, Spelman College, because, because of the influx of overweight, of uh, heavy students, they have cut all their collegiate programs, athletics. They have cut everything, and they're taking all of that money, and they're putting that into health and wellness programs for their entire student body. That's where we are as a community. Our health is terrible, and obesity, our diets are killing us, giving us diseases, and actually, we're passing that down to young people because they're eating the same things we are eating, and that's something we have to address because we cannot go forward unless we're healthy. And this week in our top segment, we want to acknowledge the fact that in the NBA championship series, the Eastern and Western Conference finals, 
we have three African-American coaches. That's Ty Lue, that's Monty Williams, and, and Nate McMillan. And it's a significant achievement, obviously, because there certainly are not three quarters of the NBA coaches that are black, but it just goes to show that when brothers get a chance at these opportunities, they excel. And yet, if any of them gets fired, rarely do you ever see them get a second opportunity. But we just have to speak up and talk about the fact that these three brothers beat the odds because Ty Lue, when he was in Cleveland, was never really given credit for coaching that championship team with LeBron James because they wanted to make a mockery out of LeBron James saying that he was uncoachable and that he really just had a yes man in Ty Lue. But now Ty Lue has managed to turn the Clippers and get them into the Western Conference Finals. First coach ever to come back from 202 deficits and make it to the finals. We got Nate McMillan, who took a last place team in Atlanta and got them to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then we have Monty Williams, who took a team that last year was next to last in the NBA and has them in the Western Conference Finals. And so any of these three guys could have been worthy candidates for Coach of the Year, but somehow Thibodeau, the butcher, as I call him, uh, was able to get the the nod from the NBA, even though the NBA coaches gave it to Monty Williams. Yeah, Rod, um, that is extraordinary, uh, what you mentioned, especially about Monty Williams being the uh, second, having the second best record in the league after really being at the bottom of the heap last year and not getting a nod for the uh, uh, coach of the year, but he was voted coach of the year by his peers. But, you know, hey, that's what we're accustomed to. But you mentioned something about Ty Lue, and I'm glad you mentioned Ty Lue and the fact that people made, they didn't want to give him credit because LeBron James at that time, you know, the best player on the planet. So people were really kind of saying he was just a placeholder. Well, he's shown that he's more than a placeholder. He's actually a coach, and all of these guys are coaches who can make in-game adjustments. And you can see that. You can see how he came back from those uh, deficits, uh, 0-2 deficits, twice by making adjustments after the game and in-game. But another thing I want to point out is, you know, Phil Jackson never won anything when he wasn't playing, when he didn't have the best players in the world on his team. And Michael Jordan, with Chicago, he had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and a host of other players, uh, very good basketball players. In Chicago, I mean, in L.A., uh, quite naturally, he had Shaq and Kobe, uh, two first battle Hall of Famers. With Phil Jackson, he happens to be the Zen master. But Ty Lue, the best player in the world. You know, I mean, go figure. But now I'm glad that these guys are getting the opportunity to show that they have strategies, that they are good game managers, and they can they can coach in the game, and they can prepare for a game. Well, you know things are bad when Charles Barkley says you can't, they can't continue to, to bring the same white coaches back again and again and again. You know things are really bad. But basically, what this is really more about is just the opportunity to show how racist the league is. 
And the fact that this league wants to talk about social justice, they can't even clean their own house. Literally. Blacks make up, what, three quarters of the league and a hand, not even a handful of coaches. Just more hypocrisy, but I'm glad to see the brothers are showing them up. You actually have 80% of the league is actually black slash African-American, even though some of them are now international players like Giannis, but they're still black. And so what do we see? We still see a handful of black coaches there. And in the latest slide that we've talked about is with all these brothers that you also see who are sitting in the second chair, you know, the Sam Cassells, the Avery Johnsons, the Lionel Hollins, the they are all effectively about to be passed over for a female coach. And it's that kind of thing that we know is in the back of their minds is that they would do pretty much anything rather than give these black coaches the opportunities that they deserve. I mean, we just talked about how these three guys basically took teams and turned them around. And yet we've seen other guys, like you said, that they keep recycling these guys like the Van Gump brothers and, and Rick Carlisle just basically quit in Dallas. And I understand he's now going to be the coach in Indianapolis. And so, you know, and that was the same thing that Jeff Van Gump did. He quit on two teams. He quit on the Knicks and quit on Houston. And yet every time a job comes up, they're basically throwing his name back in the mix. Imagine what would have happened if any black coach had quit, not twice, but even one time, that he would basically would never have gotten another opportunity to coach. Prime example of what you just said, Rod, is Jason Kidd and Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson really stamped his mark on the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr even gave him credit saying that this is Mark Jackson's team. Mark Jackson's shape and, 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 and he's the one built this team, but yet Mark Jackson can't get a sniff. Jason Kidd uh, went to the Milwaukee Bucks, put them back on the map. When they did, when they developed, when they when they realized that they had a developing superstar in Giannis, all of a sudden Jason Kidd is dispendable. Even when Giannis said, "Hey, this is my guy," he was dispendable. And now you get Bootenholzer, who's never done anything, never won anything. You have black coaches who've won championships who haven't gotten opportunities, as many opportunities as guys like the Van Gundys and guys like, uh, what's his, I can't call his name, with the Knicks, who just constantly get opportunities. But brothers have to continually prove themselves over and over and over again. And I'm, ho I'm hoping that this particular tournament opened a lot of eyes and people, I know they're not going to be completely colorblind, but they're going to start looking at these black coaches for what they bring to the table and their ability abilities to manage players and manage games. But uh, I'm going to say something, Scott, here. Uh, you forgot one, uh, one important name, Luke Walton, who continues to get job after job after job and has lost everywhere he has gone, has not developed any players, has not shown any improvement. As a matter of fact, when he comes in, the teams get worse. But he's still able to find work. That's the league. That's what it is. But let's not forget that a big part of the problem is the fact that you have these brothers who are always on television and they basically refuse to speak up and speak out about these issues. 
that time after time when you look up and they start lauding these guys like Brad Stevens and Scott Brooks and other white coaches like like Steve Van Gump, and you hear over and over again these black faces sit there and talk about how they are good coaches and ready to develop young players and don't ever emphasize the fact that they have these losing records, that they never have really taken a team far in the playoffs, that they've gotten to the playoffs at all. And so we have to lay some of this blame at the foot of the players. I mean, they need to be speaking up, especially these guys like Shaq and Barkley and Kenny Smith who are sitting there week in and week out whose futures are secured. You know, there's they're not going to be fired per se from – the TNT, TBS broadcast, and even if they were, they've got more than enough money to be able to go and do whatever else they want to do, but they sit there and just told the company line, and, you know, Mark Jackson fits into that category as well. You know, I don't know if he's campaigning by figuring that if he says anything that they might think that he's sour grapes, but what does he have to lose? They're not going to make him a coach anyway, so he ought to speak up and talk about these guys when they fail. You know, Rod, that's an interesting observation. Uh, we talked about this before. Why these guys who, you know, got more money, they got they have money that generational money that, you know, their great great grandkids are never going to have to worry about anything. But yet they won't speak the truth. They have a platform. They won't. Be, and as a matter of fact, what they do is they endorse the company line so much. They, they carry the company line so much that they endorse guys who really shouldn't be having opportunities to coach. Like, Norm, you mentioned Luke Walton. Not only did Luke Walton get the coaching job, he got a plum. He got one of the coaching jobs for the L.A. Lakers. I mean, come on, go figure. Well, I, I can't argue with that. But, again, you know, these are just Negro peons. These are, these are, 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 are people whose primary goal is to please their master. They don't represent us on television. They don't represent us outside of the television realm. They are all about the greater white majority and pleasing them. I don't know what else to say because that's that's pretty obvious. Yeah, it, it really is unfortunate because they do have a platform and they really don't seem to understand the power that they really could wield that if they were to start speaking up, but, you know, that almost takes us into another category, talking about what happened with the 44th president and why he didn't actually speak up on a lot of issues. So, you know, it just seems like they get comfortable in that white space and they're afraid that something's going to upset the apple cart or that they might become unpopular. And But yet when you have your future secured, you ought to really then be willing to take chances and say, well, you know what? It's time to tell the truth, you know, not that it should ever be excusable, but when somebody may be brand new and it really hasn't made their way yet and they feel like they have to 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 toe the line because they're afraid about how that might impact their future. You might sort of understand a little bit. But then you have examples like Bomani Jones, who continues to speak the truth and, you know, does Dominique Foxworth. And they've been able to maintain their position. And if anything, their stature has grown. Yeah, Rod, it, it, I think you just call that having some character and courage, you know, just having the courage and confidence in yourself, you know, to do the right thing, uh, to tell the truth. Uh, it, it's just it's befuddling to me that you have guys like Shaquille O'Deal 
who is probably closer to a billionaire than than most athletes. And uh, he sit up there with all that buffoonery and won't address real issues that's going on in the NBA where he can actually make a difference. You know, he and Charles Barkley and Kenneth Smith, they have that platform and people are listening to them. If they start talking about that in a way, in a positive way and not in a buffoonery way, then I think that that'll help uh, move this ball uh, forward. But Scott, that's why they have the, those platforms, because they are buffoons. They are the clowns. They are the minstrels. That's why the corporate America, they would never put Bomani Jones in the booth. They would never put anybody who would, could possibly talk uh, truth to power in that position. That's not what they want. And they got exactly what they paid for, minstrels. Well, it's hard to argue against that because when you don't see any difference, then it obviously looks like that's what it's going to continue to be. But once again, we know that we're going to be right here calling it out at every opportunity. And we need our Brothers Talk family out there to keep that part of the conversation going, too, because we continue to be an endangered species of sorts when it comes to opportunities for coaching and management positions in all the major sports. So we want to keep that fire lit so that they understand that if you want to continue to get our dollars and our support, then you really need to acknowledge us in more ways than just putting us in commercials. So this week in our positive black business experience, I want to give a shout out to Dr. Myron Rowe, who is a black neurosurgeon who was at one time a college football player at Florida State and then was drafted and played safety for the Tennessee Titans. But he, after his career in football was over, went back to medical school and got his degree and now is a top neurosurgeon. Well, the reason I'm giving him a shout out is because he just recently created this great commercial where he's got a young kid there who is on the football field. And the kid basically says that he aspires to be an NFL player. And the mentor who's standing there with him tells him to go along. And as he throws him this deep pass, he goes through all these iterations of what he actually could be in, in addition to a football player, which has to do with education and engineering and lots of other fields. And it's a really great PSA. So kudos to Myron Rowe for coming up with that, that positive opportunity for our young people to see that there are better opportunities for them to potentially develop themselves than the scant few percentage of those who will make it in professional sports. So thanks again to all the Brothers Talk family. And remember to check out the hour-long Brothers Talk show airing Saturday and Sunday on the TV streaming service M24 News. And remember, if you want to give us direct feedback, show ideas, if you have questions, or if you just want to share your thoughts, let us know. We're at the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Brothers Talk on Instagram, and there's the Brothers Talk group on Facebook. Don't forget to like our Facebook page and a quick reminder that if you also want to share more of your thoughts with us in detail, or if you want more information about our 12-point relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide plan, you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. God bless you all for your time and your support, and you always have our absolute commitment that we'll never take it or you for granted. So remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.